We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Got offshore information from last night. Oh, boy. Burgundy, Burgundy gold, gold today. Let's do it. Hey, brother, how you feeling, man? Uh, wide awake, wide awake. Yeah, well, I mean, you're you're road. You and Pete Methurst, road warriors, and uh, it's all good because you're doing something that you love. Even though when I checked on your scores last <laughs> night, <laughs> oh, I had man. the pleasure of being on overtime with Big Baby. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was on Big wow, Baby. Big Baby had you on. Big Baby had me on That's good. last night, and. Um, and I checked your box. I said, yeah, let me check yeah, on ODU, yeah. Old Dominion. Because yeah. We were doing good for a while. And then I go, oh, he got this. This would be yeah. a route. I think it was like 34 minutes of lead to lose yeah. with the 1.4 left. On, Those are the worst, aren't uh, they? Three, three uh, free throws, a questionable call. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've often known, I've known this for a long time, uh, that I don't have the temperament to be a, uh, to be a coach. Oh, and, no, no, no. And, you wouldn't be able to do that. Um, no. I understand. I don't know how you live after a night like that. Like I called the game, and I felt so sick for the, for them that I had a hard time sleeping. Three beer, four beer nights. Uh, just a couple. Two beer. Uh, just okay. two. Uh, but, you know, I was watching the Marshall game afterwards. Was, I was you know, just trying to figure out how they blew that game. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know how coaches do it. Players, I mean, you know, they're young. Luckily, they got on a plane today, and they got to go play another game on Saturday. But, man, those are the kind of games that just – Absolutely, got to drive you crazy as a coach. I think I, I, I hear Methurst, I hear stories, and and I think back because for me, you know, it's been a minute, and in my forties, and I go, I get it when you're traveling and you're on ninety five or two ninety five or whatever the interstate is, and you're with the truckers. I know a guy ain't BSing me when he tells me he understands the truck stops and the truckers because it's just you and them. Yeah, you know, after two a.m. Well, yeah, I didn't uh, you, travel you last night. You didn't do it last night, no, but you've I, I done it though. this morning. Yeah, usually, yeah, yeah I have been doing it. that. I've kind of changed the routine up coming in I day up, leaving move. the next day. It's a little smart safer, move. I think. There's just too much going on at 95 at night now. There's just way the too much construction and the, the construction truckers. and the – yeah, it's so and it's, it's better, and I just, you know, just too, I'm gassed after the game. So, yeah, yeah, so I've decided to switch it up. But anyway, yeah, it was a tough one to swallow. Um, but, you know, you move on to the next one. But it's, uh, it's why, uh, you know – Coaches tend to, uh, you know, tend to get uh, a little, uh, you know, a little crazy this time of year. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's a it's a different stress. Yeah. But it's uh, but it's a good one because it's the competitive part of the game. It's the rush of adrenaline up and yeah. down, you know, because you can't do the sport and not be into it. Yeah, it's fun. It's guys, a lot of fun. maybe some guys can. Right, right, right. I mean, I couldn't. I don't care if it's a junior varsity game. Or whatever, as long as it's competitive and people are going after it, it's, it's a thrill to be in that arena. It, you know, it's, that's the beauty of starting in small gyms, ending up in big gyms. Right, you know, it's, right. just, it's all the process, but it's all good. No, nah, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, Cliff Ellis coaches Coastal Carolina, and he has um, coached for 45 years. 
He's the third winningest active college basketball coach. You might remember his name from Clemson and Auburn. I uh, started at South Oh, Alabama. yeah. No, no. Legend. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So I got to spend some time with him yesterday in a shoot around for their shoot around. And, you know, it's interesting just learning about these guys. He said he's been, he, he was in the game when the shot clock came in. Uh, was in the game when yeah. the three-point line came in. Yeah. He said, nothing gets you ready uh, in terms of adjustment to NIL and the transfer portal. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, it's, you know and the, as you hear it all the time, but it was cool hearing it from a guy actually using BSing you because he actually lived through all the other stuff too, saying this is the most challenging time for coaches. So, But as he said, you know what? Everybody's going through it. you gotta, you got to adjust and, and learn how to handle it. But you know, it's, it's wild, wild times, and there's a lot of close games every night, and it just feels like nobody's separating at this point. Everybody's kind of the same. A lot of the conferences. So. Well, you know, makes I don't it fun, makes it fun, I guess, and I make it an interesting. March makes it harder for the selection committee, probably at some point. I was glad to see what Chicago did, reaching back into the college ranks to take the Big Ten commissioner. Yeah, and making president of football off. Now he's an NFL guy. He's been in yeah, and out. Yeah, yeah. But the biggest thing that hit my mind, because sometimes you need a bit of a break from our chaotic. We're we're like we're like the hill. We've always got things going on. We do. We do. A number of different directions. And sometimes I know even the burgundy and gold today, you need to step back and just go, oh, there's things happening in other areas that are equally as chaotic. And NIL, I mean, you know, transfer portal and then robotics and baseball that the AAA is now going to insert. The strikes being called by a robot. <laughs> Balls and strikes. I love it. And eventually, you know, hopefully, well, I say hopefully. Yeah. I like the whole deal about umpires, but that's only because of my age. Sure. There'll sure. be a generation that'll oh, go, you still what? need somebody in the field. It'll be like, could... no, it's like the payphone. Yeah. When I mention references to the, and I do it on purpose now. Sure you do. This is a payphone, and people look at me like, hey, what are you talking, what is that? Right, what is it? Yeah. What no, what is a payphone? I saw someone something today on the news when I was walking in. There's a new one of those also. Snow days apparently because of remote learning. Oh, they're snow gone? days are a thing of the past. No that way. They're just gonna have all the kids do remote learning <laughs> on snow days. <laughs> so that's wow. it's another one that's of those. An, hey, hey, you remember when oh, there were snow days? There you go. I there mean go. that that is something that you know your parents would would tell you back in the day that how far they actually walked to school. And you mocked it. I did the same thing with my kids. Took my kids back to mom's house on Hesperian and, and pushed the odometer button, drove them over to Santa Ana Valley High School, 2.1 miles. And they looked at me like, and what's your point? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And I was serious as if I had discovered Water or air or land made a real big contribution to life. Sure. And the point was that they didn't quite get it. And well, then they got to go out to a bus stop and be picked up in a bus at the corner of their block. And their mother would get up and with a rain, whatever it was raining, I said, so what? <laughs> Let them walk in the rain. Let it get rain. Never rain in California. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't it did. snow in California. It didn't never snow, but yeah. it did rain. It's always sunny in California. And I couldn't get over that. But these are these things that you you look at and you go, like I now, because I don't take it for granted, haven't seen New York. Now, some people, you had a yard? What is that? <laughs> 
I, and I was like, didn't everybody have? No. Some people come up in a different style of life. It really is it, sometimes the aging process. I don't think people talk about it enough because they realize that nobody really cares. The other people, that, what's your deal with the phone booth and the dime you had to walk around? You always talk about that dime. Remember it went up to a quarter. And a quarter when it went up to it. I remember the toll road was a quarter. How old am I? <laughs> No, I remember the toll road was Why do we have quarter. toll roads? I don't understand it. We got yeah, a, toll roads. We have a lottery that's going to be worth a billion, three dollars. Why is there a toll road? Because they can. Because yeah, it can right. be. We got sports books. Why is there toll roads? Anyway. Yeah, hey, it's good. Uh, all pro teams are out. There's actually Commander on it. First team all pro. Yeah, that's old news. No, it's new. No, no this is the, the real all pro. Oh, well, that's right. There's one every day now. Excuse me. Yeah, there's this is the I real was all referencing pro. the NFL PAs. Yeah, they did a PA one. That yeah, was like a pissed new one. King off. Yeah. King Sheehan was hot. Well, this one's out. Um, and Jeremy Reeves again. First team. Yeah. The lone he, commander, the lone commander, Jeremy Reeves, yeah. uh, first team All Pro. How about five? What five, six teams got shut out? So who's at blame when you don't have a Pro Bowl player? Is that the front office, mid office, head coach, or just? I mean, you think about it. You've gone so such a long time, and to not have a heralded player, or better yet, when you give away Pro Bowl players or Hall of Fame players, and I never realized that. Well, who is actually to blame? I think that we've downplayed that they're here in this town, which is a travesty. That somebody, I won't mention any names. Go ahead. Gave up a Hall of Fame player who's still a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, he's first team all pro again. He's first team again. For the uh, 49ers, shocker. Yeah, and that same person also let two starting offensive linemen go last year and didn't replace, it did not equal or improve their status. Someone did that too. And I wonder, at what point do we keep score and start saying, well, maybe that person should be relieved of those services? Because it's pretty clear to me that those are whiffs. Now, I could be wrong. There's going to be a time that happens. But I don't think it's today. Yeah, that was uh, that's still tough. And for, what, a fourth rounder? Was it a fourth rounder? Yeah, fourth, third, yeah. fourth, whatever. Well, no, Kevin, well, no, well to be fair, the, the original um, – Presidente. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. Not on the Hall of Fame tackle. Yeah, no, he was the original one who was going to teach him a lesson by right. not giving him his money. Right. And then yeah, not okay. trading yeah, him. Right. Not yeah. trading him at his yeah. highest value. Right. Uh, so we're going to teach him a lesson, kind of like we taught the quarterback a lesson. He didn't trade. Oh, but, that's right. You're doing it but you got to compensate. But organizationally, right. thinking about that. Yeah, it's stupid. I don't know how many players. I'm going to even say the slow guy who was a safety who should have been a linebacker, yeah. didn't want to be called a linebacker, wanted to be addressed as a safety, was cut out of sure. work. Then brought back and ended up with a team that's in the playoffs and beat you. <laughs> now, who won that one? See, because I think we have a bit of stubbornness that's going on in our organization by a particular individual that has made some really bold, thug-like, pimp moves. But they've backfired. So I'm wondering who's keeping score. Obviously, you people aren't. I'm just wondering, are, am, I, am I at fault? Should I not bring it up? Should we just let it go? Um, do, what do you think is going to happen if you keep bringing it up? Nothing. Okay, let's check it. Yeah, uh, Jerry Coleman, we're going to talk actual playoff football.
Ravens are in it. Did you know that? The Ravens. Why do you have to keep bringing that up? Uh, at uh, twelve thirty. No, seriously, you do at that Cincinnati. just to poke the bear, right? Well, I mean, you know, nothing's going to happen, right? Like, there's nothing. It's over. I mean, they fired an offensive coordinator. That's all that you're going to get this offseason. That was your body in the street that you wanted was Scott Turner. Well, no, I didn't say specifically. I know you didn't. You I didn't said ask. a human sacrifice. Well, you got a human sacrifice. We had okay? to have one. Yeah, you, you got one. Now, you got the one. Sumerai would have been. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Jim Caldwell, by the way, says no thanks. We'll talk about Smart that coming guy. up. Um, Smart guy. The uh, why do you think he said no? Why would a man out of work decline work? Well, because he's he's got a specific job in mind. That's why. Uh, Babe Laufenberg at one thirty. The man, former Washington Redskin legend, and yeah, he works for the Cowboys now. Uh, well, on he's the on the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they are. They're in Monday Night Primetime, the biggest game of the year against Tom Brady, somebody they've never beaten, which is a weird thing. Uh, we'll also get to the Derek Carr market. There is commander's ownership potential news uh, as well, and thankfully it's better than the Nationals ownership news. Uh, we'll do it all. It's Burgundy Gold today, Team 98 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, Burgundy Gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Team Entity, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. We'll get to the Ravens and Bengals, the rematch of last week, although this time they will be playing their second string quarterback. Tyler Huntley will get the start. Not uh, not Lamar Jackson, however. Knees not well, PCL still out, and interesting offseason head for them with him. Um, the tag is available now that they locked up Roquan Smith. So we get to all that stuff from Jerry, who is um, a Baltimore podcaster now, Doc. Did you know that? Oh. Jerry's a Baltimore podcaster. In addition well, I to thought being, he was a national broadcaster. Well, in addition to being Kenny Albert's caddy, he's um, a national broadcaster now. So, Or a podcaster, rather. So we'll get to all that stuff from uh, Jerry Coleman. All right, Jim Caldwell, one of the names that has uh, been brought up for the commander's uh, offensive coordinator vacancy, was asked to interview. He has declined, according to uh, NFL Network. Uh, he is instead more focused on opportunities as a head coach. Of course, he was a two-time head coach and actually very successful with the Colts and the Lions. He had the hardest job in America. Yeah, he was actually one. And survived it. Yeah, one games of the Lions. They got greedy, tried to go New England North, and uh, that blew up in their face. And now um, maybe have gotten it right. You know, Dan Campbell seems to be doing a good job. Well, I like him. They got to get in the playoffs at some point, but yeah, they seem to be heading in the right direction at least. I like him. It's like 
his the job in Detroit, it was a stigma. I've never heard of anybody that got less credit for doing a miraculous job taking the Lions to the playoffs. Did you know that they help they they have a banner up in Detroit? Did you know that? For uh, the, their, the, for the, the season, oh yeah, for beating yeah the Packers. <laughs> it yeah. says eliminated the Packers from playoff contention. Yeah, that's good. That's I don't good. know who sent that out, but that's yeah, that's, that's, that's I, I, I can't yeah. be real. But I, I, look, I'm not surprised Jim Caldwell was saying no. I, I don't I don't find that to be surprising. If you're trying to find a head coaching job, you, you don't want to in the middle of head coaching cycle that hasn't even closed yet and really hasn't even completely opened totally. Bingo. You don't want to go be seen as oh he's going for an offensive coordinator job. So I, that makes sense. I mean, if, you know, in three weeks the jobs are shut and they're still looking for an OC, maybe then would he circle back? I don't know. But well, it would have been a good hire. The connection, Mayhew, sure. who was with him in Detroit. I felt Jim Caldwell should have been hired here when John, uh, when Gruden was hired. Jay, yeah. When, excuse me, when Jay was hired. Well, but they we, wanted John. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, first they, of all, they, yeah, they, they wanted did go John. out on a John search and ended up with Jay. No, but they did go out. That's That was the deal. Yeah. John said no. Now, Jay. And Jay did a hell of a job offensively. I ain't mad at the job Jay did. The other things around him, he needed support and structure. They've really never really had that. So I think Caldwell is probably still pissed at that. Sure. But you, you got to get over stupidity and things, especially by this group. But So I think there's more to it because the man out of work, they don't turn down work. Yeah. There's got to be more to it. Well, I think you're on to a couple things there. And then the other part of it, which we've discussed, is if you're looking for something that has, I don't know, some some stability to it beyond a season, this probably is not for you, frankly, uh, if you have other options available to you. Because with an ownership change, right. usually there's change, you know, and yeah. it's not going to happen immediately. But, you know, it certainly could happen next offseason if things don't change uh, for the better in terms of wins or losses. I do think that now becomes important. If you have pelts on your belt, you don't take this job. Right. If you get under options. Under any yeah. circumstances. Sure. And he does. Yeah. I mean, he could, he could find uh, a gig elsewhere if he wants to. <laughs> and again, maybe for him at this point in his career and his life, he's not interested in being an assistant again. Maybe he really is like, you know what? My work should stand for what it was, which was, was very positive when he left Detroit and they went backwards, and they're finally sort of getting back on, I wouldn't call it even footing, because they're, they're not quite as good as they were when he left. But yeah, there, there are a number of different options. If you just didn't have anything else to do and you needed to waste time, you could go over and pros and cons in terms of I would want to protect my quarterback. To me, this hire would have a lot to do with my quarterback. Um, Who is that? My quarterback. Yeah, who is your worth fourteen? Oh, you're fourteen. You're yeah. right with fourteen. Okay. Yeah, I'm riding fourteen. I like it. And so, the question is: Do I want to retard his growth? He already got screwed out of playing. So now, do I want to take a racer and erase all the content now and start all over? Does that make me smart or dumb? If I can keep it, first of all, if the guy who was coaching the quarterbacks, what did he do wrong? Was his hands tied? Who had power? Who really had the power? If you're in a dictatorship, who really has the power? Usually the dictator. I'm strange now how many so many people now seem to have had a hand in things that I didn't think anybody had a hand in anything. I thought they were just doing what they were told to do or what they were allowed to do. 
You telling me they had creative content? They had power? It just sounds strange to me. I've just never heard of this much dialogue in a dictatorship. A lot of input being asked. Yeah, I guess. I don't. I didn't think it was that way. So, well, on yeah. outside crowdsourcing, if you will. Yeah. Well, um, do you want to cloud his brain or not? Are you willing to get out of this whole? I I just don't know if I'm going to retard the distance I made with this offense and my youth, my young players. I got to get some people to help block. Yep. But my skill, guys, I want to build on that. I don't know. Call, call me call me weird. But I thought they were really good at times. No, they were. I think they have a lot. I think had they had just one element, the element that could make somebody actually throw the ball so they could catch it while they were running, I think you could have put 1,000 yards on their totals. Easily. So I think our disconnect was the inability to have a competent quarterback. They went 0 for 2. In my mind, that kid gave you more rack yards after catch than any one of those people they had before him the entire year in one game. And you don't want to you want to get away from that? You want to change all that? I think you have to at least debate it. Yeah, I think they well, here, here's the thing. If you're the offense coordinator, do you get part of the debate? That's what I would want to know, right? If you're coming in here, don't you want to know that? You want to know, like, am I going to get to choose this, or is this going to be chosen for me? Do I get at least a vote? Do I get at least, a, you know, can I get in the meeting with, with all these geniuses? You know, whether or not we're going to give up multiple picks for Derek Carr or, you know, go all in on Jimmy G or whoever it may be? Well, they already tried that. Yeah. So are you going to let the guy that basically blew $28 million, you going to let him go shopping again? I mean, you got to be serious. He does have the contract that says that he can do that. I mean, it's in his contract that he's allowed to do that. Okay, then we're just making <laughs> jokes then. No, I'm being serious. No, you're just making jokes. No, I'm being serious. Making jokes. That's true. See, you don't so care So now what do you do? Now you what do you do? Enough. I mean, if you're, again. So you have other sources of income, so you don't really care that much. But but the OC's got to be, you know, you got to feel like they're, some, they're valued in that regard beyond – because it does seem like listening again to the postseason thing on, on Tuesday, and I know there was some clarification given to the folks in the room afterwards, and maybe two for two and two to one was a overstatement about the uh, splits to run to pass, but whatever it is. Oh, so they took that back. Took that back. Walked it back, if you will, a little <clears throat> bit. So they maybe, didn't do that publicly. But not quite two to one. Well, did they leak that to their national correspondents? No, this was just uh, to the local guys. They gave local guys yeah, ben, scoop? Yeah, Ben wow. uh, was on here. Who uh, got it, Ben? With, ben told me on two, Wednesday, I think he was with us, yeah. Okay. So they said, no, 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 maybe that was, an, you know, they didn't mean two to one. Oh, you know, not okay. quite two to one, so it wouldn't okay. be that crazy. But anyway. You ever think, do they ever rehearse their press conferences? <laughs> I don't feel like they do. Maybe they need to do like a, you know, they do the mock drafts, right? Yeah. Like they go through that. But, exactly. You know, I did feel like after listening and watching that, uh, the clips later, like, yeah, that's a really good point. They should there should have been like a rehearsal. There should be like a walkthrough. Yeah, right? They should have they a walkthrough. walkthrough for their game plans. Yeah. For well, the drafts. For Why not for the press conferences? Yeah. No, that's a, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a very valid point because they did not, um, as the as they say, read the room as to what the folks were looking for on the outside for some answers and some direction. Has this group made Saturday hope. Night Live yet? Not yet. It'd be very localized. It, it, it'd be very localized. They're not local. They're national. Well, that's true. They are national. This group is hey, by national. the way, um, speaking of national, you're you're a national guy. Um, 
Kevin, enter. Kevin, Kevin Stanfield has tweeted me, and he, he called me on Wednesday about this, and you weren't here. He's a good man. He said that you guys back in the day, the Hogs, <laughs> and I had forgotten, I had misremembered or forgotten, um, that you guys I had like once done a McDonald's commercial where that, you were doing soft shoe in it. That is true. Okay. That All is right. true. That actually happened. Kevin said he had stumbled upon it recently or remembered yeah. it. I, yeah. I, I gotta, that's got to be on the YouTubes somewhere uh, with that, classic games. That would be an Essex deal. Yeah. Yeah. Matt could find it. Yeah, Matt could find he, anything. He would find it. He no would. question. Or what's that other kid that works here so part-time? Haney? <laughs> What's his last name? Now, what's his name? Uh, Baby Iverson. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Baby Iverson. Baby Iverson. Yeah, yeah. Might out. be. He might know. Check with as out. well. All right. Coming up, we'll talk to Jerry Coleman about the Baltimore Ravens. They have a game this weekend against the Bengals. A rematch of sorts. This time, though, Tyler Huntley under center, not their third string quarterback. By the way, uh, I thought I heard this this morning. I know you listen much more intently than I do to the morning show. I thought I heard the Bethesda bookie lean towards uh, Baltimore. Is that correct? Yes. Take, I yeah. think he was outright hey, picking you know, the, the bookie. The bookie, you know, he's got his own studio. Right, right. Right. And so there was a problem when he couldn't get in his own studio. Oh, they changed the locks on him? Yeah. It's well, you got to like, pay, the, you gotta pay the, the rent on time or they will change the locks. Well, he it. owns the whole thing. What are you talking about rent? He owns the building, man. I don't know. That seems it's a little like sketchy. It's like the Sheehan Institute. Of broadcast. That's a little sketchy where they lock you out. Um, well. So Jerry Coleman joins us next uh, as he wants to hurry off. and He says he plays tennis. i got a hard time believing that. I've seen the condition he's in. There's no chance. Oh, how's your book? He, he's a pickleball about guy. your book. What's that? But you got a book coming out. And, uh, <laughs> I got so, no book. I, know, I don't know I'm what the hell Neil's talking about. What People the hell is Neil talking about? Neil in Rockville. <laughs> I tell you what, I never met a guy who was on a beach in, in such a nice location, spent so much time listening to radio. Jesus. All right, it is Burgundy Gold today. Jerry Coleman talking Ravens and Browns with it, or Browns, well, right. Ravens and Bengals next with us here on the Team 90 Streaming Live on the Free Odyssey app. We will check on that in terms of the release when Scott Jackson's memoirs are, are, <laughs> are dropped. New All-Pro Team comes out, as Brother Jackson mentioned. And uh, it has been... It's been interesting. Are you have you gone through withdrawal playoff withdrawal yet or this weekend? Are you settled on the fact you realize we don't play this week? I knew that, yeah. You're okay. Well aware of it. I didn't have anywhere to be, so okay. that Barrio right. is okay. somewhat excited about. What then. will you what will the week be like for you without Smoot? You have a smootless week. I know, it'll be a lot quieter, obviously. Uh <laughs> joining us right now, Jerry Coleman via the Beck UL guest hotline, Bet Smarter, beat the books. Download the BQL app today as we talk a little Ravens and Bengals, the rematch. Uh, Jerry, we will be certain to get you out of here in time for your pickleball match. Thanks for your time, buddy. How you doing? I already played tennis this morning, and I don't play pickleball. And what's up, Doc? How are you? Hey, legend. I, uh, I'm, heading, I'm heading to the Ravens uh, for their what, what I consider their final practice of the season. So uh, I want to show my face. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that is so my wrong. And, uh, wow. Coach Harbaugh's so speaking at one fifteen, so uh, I live about ten minutes away from the complex. Okay, so you okay, you're already there. So you're not in the, like the beaches of Florida, like you often are. I can't remember which house you stay at uh, all the time, so I'm glad you clarified that. Of course, I did call Jerry initially, trying to get Kenny Albert's number. Then Jerry goes, "I'll come on with you," and I was like, "Well, that wasn't really why I was texting you, but hey, whatever." What do you uh, want? What do you want him for? <laughs> well, you know, he is he's national. All right, I know I know you made him who he is, but you know. Let's get to this. The Ravens He's single without me. Well, uh, yeah, that's right. That's true. You did introduce uh, him to his wife. That was very kind of you. Now, the, you just said it. I mean, I don't even feel like I need to ask you any more questions. You don't feel like they have much of a chance, uh, even with at least no. the backup quarterback this weekend. You know, with this defense, 
uh, with their, what they've been able to do with their special teams? You still don't like them being in this game? No. Well, I mean, you can hang your hat on what they did in the second half last week with a lot of their starter starting defense playing. I mean, they mm-hmm. held the, the Bengals basically in check after they got out to the 17 nothing lead. But they have no firepower, and they've had no firepower since Lamar went down. They haven't exceeded 17 points. It looks like if Tyler Huntley plays, he's playing with tendonitis in his throwing shoulder, which you know is not what you want from a pitcher or a quarterback. So he has that. Uh, they have several other injuries as well. I mean, Gus Edwards got concussed last week when they thought he was going to – you know, they held out certain guys and played Gus, and he got concussed. So – they're going back and playing the same team two weeks in a row. Some people feel like it's to their advantage. Nobody in Vegas feels that way as the line has just jumped up to double digits. So I, I do think the end is near, unfortunately. And for a second straight year, Lamar ends the season on the sideline hurt. It doesn't seem like Lamar works out at your facility. It's like you guys are watching video on him somewhere. This is the strangest thing that's ever gone on. Will this end I, ugly? I don't even know if he's there, Doc. That's that's one of the oh. reasons I'm going out there okay. today is just to get a visual if he's even in the building because I can tell you that that tweet that was put out last night isn't consistent with his with his Twitter uh, background. So I don't know who wrote that for him because I don't believe those are his words. To be honest with you, it just seems out of character. Mm-hmm. But someone wanted to clear the air because the conjecture here in Baltimore, the fan base is a little bit ticked off. And, I, you know, I've had people whisper in my ear that this guy is healthy enough to play and is making a business decision. He doesn't seem that like that kind of guy. No, you know, he, he doesn't just, have that history. No, and, and, and here's the one thing I can say about having been in a locker room 100 years ago. His commitment is to the guys in that locker room way more than the guys upstairs. So if he could go, he would never do that to his teammates. I don't and believe I believe that. that. I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that's true. I don't want to believe anything else. I believe the truth will come out during the offseason if he was healthy and made a business decision. But I also believe he will be franchised next year unless they come to some sort of, you know, breaking point where they're going to have to, you know, work out a trade, I guess, for, for high draft picks. That's the only other resolution. Because I don't believe he's getting the long-term contract after this past season. What's what's the feeling on Greg Roman's stability uh, as the coordinator? Is he going to be – well, as Doc said this week, we needed a sacrifice here in Washington, and that was Scott Turner. Are people going to feel that way in Baltimore? Yeah, if I'm Greg Roman, I'm talking to real estate agents because he's leaving town before Lamar is. Uh, he is number one on the hit list of the Baltimore fan base. Uh, it's been years running. He's a close ally of the Harbaugh family, Jim and John, and has gotten ungodly support for years when people have called for his job. But, you know, one more stinker in the playoffs, and, and boom, I think he's going to be gone. Steve Bishotti will come to John and say, that's it. you got to cut the cord. So you, you're coming in, obviously, wounded. That Your offensive line, are you capable of having a game that you don't really turn it over? Can you ground and pound? Can you do what you used to do despite not having the magnificent eight? Well, the fact that Tyler Huntley is just starting to throw today, I don't know what type of snaps he's been taking from a rookie center in Tyler Linderbaum. You still got Stanley and some of your big horses out there. So the the offensive line, for the most part, Doc, is pretty healthy. 
the problem is, is that the run game hasn't been able to get going because you don't have the deception that Lamar provides. When he's back there under center, you don't know where the ball's going. With Tyler Huntley and with Anthony Brown, you certainly have a better guess. So what I hear you saying is that he's kind of a big thing for your offense, and it would seem like it would be unthinkable that you would even consider life without him. I I agree. I I mean, listen, they drafted the guy, uh, you know, last in the first round from Louisville, and he's been nothing. Listen, he has not been the same quarterback since his MVP year. And the fact that he's ended the last two years hurt has been a major concern coming in. I thought it was remarkable the way he went through the first three, four and a half years of his career, basically injury-free. He really never suffered any, and he would take hits, and people would tell him to slide. But these are fluke things, too. Uh, The result of these last couple of injuries, the last couple of years, really no one can recall a major hit that caused it. It was kind of a freak thing where he was on the move, and, and the PCL went. Well, I don't think it's that uncommon. I don't think it's that uncommon that um, he was going to get hit. So was the kid in Buffalo. I mean, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. I mean, that's he's just, a lot bigger. He's yeah, a lot and, bigger than he Lamar. Is, and he's smart. He's smart, but it's still it's a lot of unnecessary contact. Once upon a time, you used to have multiple backs, and you took a little bit more of that pressure off of him. It kind of seems like either you had a great run and a great concept, but either it's run out of steam and gas or I'm missing something because it just doesn't seem like it's cutting edge. They also, in defense of him, have surrounded him with the worst, worst wide receiving core in the NFL for years. Uh, since day one, you guys know I've been around this team. They really haven't trapped it, a premier wide receiver. The top two that come to mind would be like Torrey Smith and Brandon Stokely a long time ago. And Rashad Bateman was headed in that direction, but he's hurt. So, the track record with wide receivers is terrible. They've relied on the tight end. And then you have the Dobbins injury, which, you know, he was a little banged up again this year. That's hurt Lamar as well. So they just haven't been in sync all season. And now comes a game at Cincinnati where they thought they were resting everyone in preparation to have everyone healthy this week. They gave up a chance for a coin flip and home field advantage had they won that game. And they find themselves heavy underdogs with probably a third-string quarterback waiting in the wings if Tyler Huntley gets one hit the wrong way. Jerry Coleman's with us. Uh, Baltimore Opinionated. Do I have that right, your podcast? Is that correct? That's the old podcast. Uh, You need to update that. That would be the Adam Jones podcast, a former Orioles center fielder. I see you guys smart, Uh, yeah. Five-time MLB All-Star, and uh, it's going very well. You can find it at the Adam Jones podcast, at Adam Jones pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and it's on YouTube if you want to see my face. No, we don't. Oh, no, God, no, yeah. Do no. B. Mitch, has B. Mitch <laughs> been on yet? Uh, B. Mitch <laughs> is waiting in the wings. We're, we're looking for a stra- – Adam loves that picture of him strangling me. The only better picture <laughs> is the one of Adam throwing a pie in my face where I go completely backwards. <laughs> mm. Jerry is yeah. a crash test dummy. Yeah, the B. Mitch strangling was one of the uh, highlights. Unbelievable, yeah. Coleman. Um, with us here on the Beck UL guest highlight. All right, let me ask you, is this defense, do they have it in them to at least slow Joe Burrow down to give this team a chance to, you know, play ball control, you know, and kind of keep him on the sidelines and, and maybe get some short fields uh, for, for a chance to, you know, to pull off an upset on uh, Sunday? 
if you're going to be honest, that's their best chance yeah. is to knock, knock him out of the football game. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't want to put it that way, but sure. elim- eliminate him as a threat or just hope that he eats some of that bad chili in Cincinnati. I mean, those are the only two <laughs> outcomes I see where the Bengals have a, have a chance of losing this game. Yeah, this is, uh, again, the Sunday evening game on NBC, so you got to wait a while. You, for you wonder if they know, if they, uh, you know, when I saw that, yeah, I thought, weird. wow, they, they must know that Lamar's playing. Because why else would they put this game on in prime time? Right, right. The Dolphins are happy they're not playing in the dark, though, in Buffalo. I, I guarantee you that. I mean, it's still going to be cold, but at least it's, uh, you know, not single digits cold for them. It should be interesting. All right, we'll get over to practice. I know you got to go there. Uh, and if you get eyes on Lamar, let us know. Okay. Uh, if, he's, if he's running around the locker room, I'll absolutely let you know. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Jerry. Hey, great talking to you guys. Be well. Always good talking. Jerry Coleman with us here on the Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. And, yes, that is the same Jerry Coleman that Brian uh, lifted by his neck one time. You know what? I thought Brian, does he have seen that in person? It was really amazing to see a guy – I mean, yeah, Coleman, you know, he Coleman, did, he's not afraid to stick his hand in the not, Lions cage. No, he's not. He did. <laughs> he did. That, that was hoping that would have been Haney. Yeah. But see, one thing about uh, Haney, no way. See, he was smart enough to say, I'm not, I'm not poking the bear. Yeah. Oh, that's good. All right. Um, coming up, we will uh, get to uh, some more stuff on the uh, commanders, including some ownership discussion uh, and, a, uh, and a candidate that is uh, – Apparently moving in front of the others, maybe. Uh, Babe Laufenberg at 130, the former Washington Redskins preseason legend. Nobody did the preseason like one Babe Laufenberg. Nobody. It was the best. And uh, there's some Derek Carr stuff to get to later on as well here on the Team 90 stream live on the free Odyssey app. Some bad news from Matt Burgundy Gold today here on Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey. You app. mean Maddie? Maddie Ice says that uh, this thing is so damn old that even the internet can't find it. <laughs> the commercial says there's no video anywhere. That's it, hard to believe. I saw. What are single, you talking about? I saw your, your a single commercial. article that had a face a link to a Facebook timeline video wow. and every other notification mm-hmm. had them talking about it being on VHS. Mm. So, unfortunately, I believe... Well, the good news is Doc does have a VHS he could bring into the station if we could find a way to hook it Uh, up. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it was very well done, (laughs) choreographed, and... um, Do you still have your LaserDisc player? I'm pretty sure I do. It's in a garage (laughs) with the the rest of my life. With the beta. (laughs) Yeah, with all the rest of the things. But that McDonald's commercial... It's there. ...was very well done. That was. And it was a, a, a thing of beauty. Seeing these these uh, gigantic athletes so soft and light on their feet, it was uh, yeah, we need it was a lot of fun. We need video of that. Um, our friend Jarrett Bell has a story in the uh, USA Today today, um, talking with Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Oh, I love this. What Clay? Clay, are you listening? And they're talking about Dan Snyder of all things, um, and he says uh, a lot of things about Dan in this interview. Uh, and we'll get to uh, some of the highlights here. He says uh, he was asked, the relationship isn't what it used to be, is uh, how the story starts. Uh, Jerry Jones maintains that he is still an ally of battle Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder. Then again, the relationship isn't what it used to be. Snyder um, tells USA Today during this December interview, I would say we've had to be more formal in our conversations. We're not as cavalier as we might have been. Follow me. 
don't know who's listening, who's what, so we kind of have to be more formal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he doesn't email, so you got to mm. keep that in mind. So I guess Jerry feels like there's like they're being like uh, the phones are tapped or something. I don't know. Well, they ought to be. <laughs> uh, Jerry also said he's got the perfect storm. If they decide to move on, who could blame him or her? Uh, on the top of that, he's not the most beloved guy around, which I guess I might identify with a bit too. Uh, Jones also said, is he worth me taking a sword? He's not Al Davis for me. He's not. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement. Well, I got of- your back as he like takes a step backwards behind you. Yeah. And another step backwards behind you. Well, he's going to miss him because you always love a guy you can, you know you can beat. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's the key to their relationship is that Jerry wins most of the matches. But don't you think part of this, and, and this is what's going to follow up to these next parts of this interview, I think where Jerry and others may have cooled beyond the fact that it's really not somebody that scores you cue points for supporting is the fact that it's hurt business of the league in the sense that when you're talking about having to scrounge, you know, for a tiny house stadium um, in, you know, the way, way, way suburbs away from the nation's capital, that doesn't really come off very strong. No, they, they've lost a centerpiece. Yeah, they've lost some. They, they, you're all, everybody loses <clears throat> money if you have to do something like that. Yeah, if your stadium is not Super Bowl worthy, you have blown away million, billions in revenue. Why is Atlanta so appealing? They did a great job. Yeah. Location. Exactly. Did we, oh, that, that game, makeup game, didn't end up there out of, out of lottery. Right. It's what people wanted to do. And so. This is a eyesore. It's also a uh, we're losing a ton of revenue. We've not had a national championship football game here. We should have Final Fours here. Mm-hmm. This is a big market being run by small-time thinkers. So Jones downplayed the report in October on ESPN.com, which maintained citing unnamed sources that Snyder told fellow NFL owners he had, quote, dirt on Jerry Jones. He indicated his primary concern about the future of the Commanders franchise involves a bigger picture of the NFL's long-term growth financially. In other words, it's business, not personal. Mm -hmm. Jones went on to say, my main thing about Washington is that I don't want to do damage to the ability to attract capital. With sponsors alone, you want people to stand in line to be associated with the team. There are a lot of natural things that will, on their own, uh, occur if you don't mess it up. Yeah. That's small. Can I translate that? Stadium. Yes. Revenue. Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, Jerry Jones went on to add one of the strengths of the NFL is that when you've had, for whatever reason, ownership stumble or get tired or get compromised, we've had great capital available to us, new owners willing to put in. So your future investment in the league doesn't need to have people that are going to get into a S-storm every time they walk out the door as potential owners. That's going to keep them from coming in. We want to encourage people to come into ownership of the league. Again, this was uh, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Apparently, an interview, a long-form interview that Jarrett Bell did that ran back in December and um, releasing some of the excerpts of it now. Interesting. Interesting stuff. So, yes. I mean, look, I think it was reported widely. He wasn't even at the quote-unquote last game, uh, perhaps his last game this past weekend. Uh, Also had other people tell me that that might not have actually been just the last game, that he wasn't at many others as well for for quite some time here. Yeah, especially with Sonny being there, that 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 was surprising. Yeah, If that's true. And with Jerry there. I'm surprised, yeah. And with Jerry there. Um, 
seems like there's kind of a one foot out the door situation right now. Mm-hmm. Could be. Um, anyway, so there we go. And everybody will hold their breath collectively until they know for sure, for sure. I get it. I get it. And there's been um, some information put out about who may or may not be the front runner in this thing. We'll deal with that a little bit later on. Um, good weekend of football ahead. Sh- should say that. And, I, you know, and I don't know, maybe we could do this later on the phones. I mean, I'm still ex- I still get excited for the playoffs even if, you know, you could still kick yourself in the rear end all offseason thinking about why you should have been part of it, at least for a week. Well, weekend. you could have been in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. you just – Yeah. <clears throat> the, the thing that really gets me is that the Giants fixed themselves quicker than we did. Yeah. And they and we had a head start. Well, and they had a hand in it, right? The Commanders did had a hand in yeah. it. Kind of like we back in the day them. with the Giants when yeah. when it looked like Tom Coughlin was about to be fired. Yeah. He got oxygen from this franchise and went on to win a Super Bowl. Oh god. They won game. another one 4 years later. Is that the game where Barbara had like 600 yards rushing? I, I mean, know. I could not believe. Well, they got Again. up to a lead, right? They got on a lead on him yeah. and they blew it. I mean, there was a, just I think it was a game Kerrigan had a pick six and Yeah. Then, there was a lot of good things. Anyway, yeah. no was, more Dallas week. We start to turn that into Giants week. Yeah, we got to flip the script because we come out and and you bit Dallas's head yeah. off, and then you got punked against against the, against the uh, G men. Yeah, no, I mean there was that, and you know, again, they had the least scary game of all the road teams. Um, and I, I know some people are jumping on the Cowboys. You know, and they're they're always playing at home. I mean, so I don't even consider their, their games on, are never what road. What do you games mean anymore. a road game? But in terms of the least scary road games of the wild card weekend, you know, even though it's a great stadium, it's, you know, a great experience with the horn and the whole thing, and their fans are wonderful, but just the team itself is the least scary. Uh, I think the Giants, they got a puncher's chance there. I mean, I think that's, you know, I think it's what Minnesota's only three point favorite at home against the Giants team, again, that isn't explosive at all, but they're just, they've just been, you know, steady in stretches. They had that little blip. And again, the commanders gave them oxygen, and you know, to their credit, yeah, they got caught. Nine, but you know, New York, it's just whenever your quarterback is not sexy, people don't want to go out on a limb. That kid played his best overall game against Minnesota. Yeah, that's and he was able game, to open it up. Yeah, and he's doing this with butter knives as wide receiver. He doesn't have any switch plays. <laughs> no, he's got no. He doesn't have the receivers they have no, here. I no. mean, imagine oh, if he had the, the receiving yeah, core they yeah. had here. What he could do? Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, that's why this is a sin. But, you know, it is what it is. We have to at some point move on. That's what they say. So they say. <laughs> we will at some point. You know how many passing attempts Tom Brady had this year? At Is he 45 this year? Was this his 45? 45, 46. He's 45 yeah. years old. Just take a guess how many passing attempts he had on the season. I wouldn't be able to even ballpark it because they throw – Throwing to them is like running. I yeah. mean, yeah, and he's two seven hundred and thirty-three pass attempts. Yeah, I guess his arm is still alive. Yeah, his arm's still alive. Now, yeah. Joe Burrow, a lot younger, six oh six. Okay, that's pretty good. That's that's a lot of throwing. Uh, Ta- uh, Kirk Cousins had to throw a lot, six forty-three. I mean, Josh Allen five sixty-seven. So again, you, you understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, Herbert, they they throw a ton in in uh, in L.A. too with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six ninety nine, but again, Brady seven thirty three over the seventeen week season. That's yeah. crazy. With a pretty good back, but the line was shot. Yeah, but and he didn't even have his center right. I mean, oh, and, he it, lost him opening day. Yeah, I mean, and, and you're making him drop back that much. It just that's crazy, and he's still standing because he gets rid of it. I mean, he's just not a threat, and you know where he's at, and he can still get it done. 
Um, Neil in Rockville said, um, he said, uh, it's business, not personal, was the phrase uh, they were uh, taking Tessio out for the last ride. <laughs> yeah. It's not business, it's personal. Let's go for a ride. We're going to leave you in the woods. Uh, <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, it does, that does come off a little bit uh, crime boss-ish. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. No question about it, man. All right, Babe Loffenberg will join us at 1.30 uh, here on Burgundy and Gold today. We'll talk to him about uh, the Cowboys and their, uh, their big opportunity, despite their uh, hiccup in this area last week at uh, FedEx Field. You betting on them? Um, no. It, do think they have a good chance? Do have a good chance? But they have a good chance. If it wasn't, if it, listen, if it wasn't January, I'd probably pick them. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but this is, you know, it's some. Weird... Oh, this is the bewitching time. Yes, the bewitching wait. time for yeah. them usually. So we'll get to that coming up at one thirty. Yeah. His take on uh, their chances, and if they move on, I mean, are they the most dangerous team in the league? They have to be. Uh, so we'll get to all that coming up, plus uh, some commanders. Uh, maybe a front runner, perhaps, in the ownership game. We'll talk about that here as well on the Team 90 Streaming Live with the Free Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.